69 offense. He was giving them the business. I like Pittsburgh, I always have. If, if they had a bigger airport, I'd live here. <laughs> and that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Hello and welcome to the Backyard PA Football Podcast covering high school football between Pittsburgh and Morgantown along Interstate 79 and Interstate 70 if you're going east to west. I am Nathan Grella. I'm Jeremiah Miller. And we got a fun podcast for you today, our second podcast of the day. Uh, This podcast will be reacting to the playoff seedings and matchups that just came out via Trib Live probably about uh, 30 minutes ago. Uh, so we'll be going through each matchup in 1A, 2A, and 4A, uh, giving our reaction to that because um, we only we cover conferences in 1A, 2A, and 4A. I'll be going over 3A, 5A, and 6A at the end just to give the matchups, but we won't, we won't give our super instant reaction. I guess we can go over Keystone Oak South Park and Elizabeth Forward um, and Freeport as well just to give us a little bit a little bit of flavor because I believe we will be covering those games coming up this weekend. But let's start off in 1A and I'm going to go through the seedings 1 through 8 here. Clareton as a 1 seed Rochester after their win against Shenango this morning jumps up to number 2. Jeanette at 3, California at 4, Shenango at 5. Avella at six. That's two spots over where we thought they were going to go at eight. And then the two wild cards finish it out at Springdale and Olsh at seven and eight. Um, first matchup is going to be Clareton at Olsh. Uh, I believe this is a rematch from the playoff last playoffs last year. Uh, what is your instant reaction to the Chargers and the Bears facing off here in a one versus eight battle? Yeah, just, um, you know, Olsh. Um, you know, they got into the playoffs again, and they just have the unfortunate uh, luck to have a first-class ticket to Clareton in both of those years. So, um, you know, uh, Clareton, I, I, I don't know, I just, just Clareton just such a dominating force. I don't know if anyone who plays Clareton in the first round really stood a chance. Um, it's, you know, Dante Sanders is just a, a man out there with a bunch of boys. Um, you know, it's going to be a night for him, you know, and just the whole Clareton offense, really. Um, yeah, just it's going to be a long night for the um, Our Lady of Sacred Heart nights. And Olsh is kind of an intriguing team because they kind of they've blown out just about every team on their schedule, aside from the two teams above them in Rochester and Shenango. Uh, and I think they lost both of those games in relative blowouts as well. So they're kind of that middle tier team in that conference. And I think yeah, Clareton is going to win this game pretty easily. Uh, next matchup here, the Rams, and this is this was a surprise to me. I didn't think the Rams, who lost to Fort Cherry earlier in the year, would jump up to number two after their win against Shenango, thirteen nothing this morning. But they did. They jump all the way up to two. They lead. They leapfrog Jeanette. They leapfrog California, and now they have a matchup with the Springdale Dynamos. It, does this seem like kind of an a sneaky upset for you? I kind of feel like I take the Dynamos in this matchup with the Rams. Um, you, you know, out of some of the matchups, yeah, I could see an upset here, um, for sure. Um, just the fact, you know, Springdale. I think Springdale's very impressive. I think Springdale let one slip away. Um, against Jeanette this season. Um, and, you know, they, they were competitive for a little bit of that Clareton game as well yesterday. Um, 
But I uh, just really, I, 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 I think I think Rochester wins that game, though. Um, I think this their running attack is so fierce. Um, I've seen it firsthand um, what that running attack can do, and uh, so um, I, that's what I would think. But um, you know, if you can get up on the Rochester, Rochester's never had an offense that's um, put together to. Um, come back, you know, they don't really have an offensive style that's um, good for coming back in games. You know, if you get up on them early enough, um, most likely you're going to win. And Springdale has that kind of offense. They kind of, they like to throw the ball a lot. So, um, yeah, I, I could see that game definitely being an upset. We'll watch for sure. And then elsewhere in the 1A playoffs, um, you know, if you don't like high school football, you could say that uh, high school football is for the birds, and the Avella Eagles and the Jeanette Jayhawks will match up here as the 3-6 and six seed, and that game is definitely for the birds. Um, you got a great freshman quarterback in Jeanette QB, uh, Brad Birch in there. They got a bunch of weapons as well for the Jayhawks, too. They're starting off at home. Avella, that kind of surprise win last week against Carmichael's 14-7. Um, do you think the Eagles have even a slight chance to kind of sneak one past the Jayhawks in this one? You know, we mentioned they've been the underdog all season. I mentioned in the podcast earlier from today, you know, there's no reason for them to, one, be favored now, and two lose that underdog mentality. So, yeah, there's a chance for the Eagles. There is, whether it be slight or not at all. Um, but I, I think there is a chance for the Eagles. And then the final matchup in 1A. Uh, I think this is the most certain matchup going into the night. Uh, this is the matchup that I thought was definitely going to happen either way, just the way the teams were laid out. I wasn't sure if it was going to be a 3 versus 6 or a 4 versus 5. It ends up being a 4 versus 5, but the California Trojans will host the Shenango Wildcats on Friday. Um, what's your reaction to this one? Shenango has been extremely dominant this season in every game except the one uh, this morning. Uh do you think that's that one the Wildcats would be favored in this game? Maybe, and then if if California is favored, do you think they'll be able to stop you know the Shenango offense from scoring? It depends if Shenango has Reese Watkins. If Shenango has Reese Watkins, I would say they're favored, but not by much. Not by much. If they don't, Cal is the definite favorite. Um, this would be a good game. This would be a really exciting game for sure. You know, if Watkins does play, you have the two of the, um, I would say the two best, um, two of the best in single A. Maybe you could even argue the WPIL. Um, you know, Jaden Zuzak of Cal and Reese Watkins of Shenango. You know, it'd be an interesting matchup. You know, we I hope he plays. Watkins plays just for the, the you know, just to get the matchup. Um you know, of the two stud running backs. But, um, no, I, it should be, this would probably be the most competitive game um, out of the four we see next Friday for sure. And then when you just look at this bracket as a whole, um, you know, on one side of the bracket we got Clareton, Olsh, California, and Chenego, and on the other side we got Rochester, Jeanette, uh, and Avella and Springdale. Out of all of these games, and this is going to be a three-week-long process, who do you see um, heading to North Hills in at the end of the day? Like, who? What is your matchup that you see coming out of this one A bracket? Clareton, Jeanette, 
Um, they're the two best teams. Um, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, I just, I, I just, you know, they're they're the two best teams, uh, most talented. Um, and I, I think it'd be an interesting matchup to see. Uh, they played the first week of the season this year instead of they usually play the last week of the season. Um, but with all the schedule changes, they got bumped to the first game of the season. Um, so I, I, that's the matchup I see. I, I, I see Clareton and Jeanette. And, and are, I, I see where 6A for sure is at Monterelli Stadium. Are, are, all the, are all of the championship games in North Hills? I think, I think most, most of them are. are. Um, I, I didn't catch the graphic. When they shot the graphic on the screen, I, the times that I noticed it was all at North Hills, but uh, there might be a couple that weren't. So I'm just going with the assumption that they're all at North Hills right now. But I will double-check that as we go along. But as for me, um, making the championship in this one, I really think that you can't mess with this Springdale team because uh, when Jeanette played Springdale, I, obviously Springdale has to upset Rochester for this to happen, but if Springdale and Jeanette meet in the semifinal, it's really hard to beat a team twice, especially if they're a good team. And um, Jeanette only won that first game by eight points. I could definitely see Springdale maybe squeaking past and um, going to the championship. But on the other side of the bracket, I don't think anyone touches Clareton this year. You know, maybe if Jaden Zuzak has 300 yards or something, they, they, they'll they put up a couple points on him. But uh, Clareton, offensively, there's not a team on that side of the bracket that's going to stop him. So that's Just what I think Just a little update for you. A little update for you. Didn't mean to interrupt you at the end. I'm sorry there. Um, so here, just so I'll give a rundown to the to our, the the fans of what's going to happen with the championships. Six A championship is November sixth at seven p.m. at North Hills Monterelli Stadium. Five A and four A, or excuse me, yes, five A. Oh, five A is November fourteenth, seven p.m. at North Allegheny High School. 4A is November 14th at 1 p.m. at North Allegheny. 3A is November 13th at 7 p.m. at North Allegheny. And then 1A and 2A are both November 14th at North Hills, Monterelli Stadium. So 1A, 2A, and 6A are all at Monterelli Stadium. Now, 2A and 1A are November 14th, 6A is November 6th, and then 5A, 4A, and 3A are all in North Allegheny. 3A's um, November 13th, and then 4A and 5A will both be November the 14th. I think North Allegheny is a great place to play the 4A final because that, that place is like bigger than a lot of college stadiums that you see. Have you ever been, been to North Hills? Yeah, I went to cover Central Catholic State College up there last year. Uh, yeah, it's or it's no, that was at North Allegheny, not North Hills. I've never Have you been, ever to, been North to Hills. North Hills is probably right up there as one of the best stadiums in the WPIL. Monterelli Stadium, it's beautiful. Now I've been to North A too. North A's up there too. Monterelli Stadium, you'll like it. I'm really hoping that uh, one of our one of the teams we cover, Avella, California, McGuffey, or Washai gets to North Hills, so we're able to um, see them play there. But speaking of that, let's just move on now to 2A and go through 1 through 8. Uh, 2A was really where everything was up for grabs because you had the two, four conference champions and then you had four wild cards. Fortunately, um, they took all four wild cards were just the second place teams from all four conferences. We were a little bit skeptical that either Sarah Catholic or Western Beaver could drop out and that New Brighton could take their spot. 
that did not happen. The Lions were the last team looking in. Uh, the one through eight, Beaver Falls at one, McGuffey at two, Storox at three, Apollo Ridge at four, Wash High at five, Laurel at six, Sarah Catholic at seven, and Ada Western Beaver. Uh, when you hear them ranked one through eight, what are you most surprised about? Uh, what did you think was going to happen? Uh, what are your overall thoughts? Uh, well, just no shock that Beaver Falls is the one seed. Um, I was honestly the biggest shock. Um, Sarah Catholic being a seven seed and not losing a game this season. Um, that's crazy for me. You know, they split with um, Apollo Ridge, and Apollo Ridge is the four seed, you know. Uh, you said last night that they should be a 4-5 matchup, and the more I sat on it and I thought about it, I was like, you know, that probably should be it. Um so I'm surprised Sarah Catholic's that low. And I'm honestly surprised Wash High's the five seed. Yeah, that that was the same for me. I thought Wash High was like a seven or an eight seed. I guess they made a statement against Frazier last night where they looked at that game and said, I guess, you know, Frazier is one of the upper tier teams in that conference and Wash High just laid a bullet on them. So um, that might have factored into it a little bit. So I, I like where they have Western Beaver. I think Western Beaver Beaver Falls is probably going to be an interesting matchup, a lot more interesting than if like a team like Laurel or a team like well, Laurel couldn't play Beaver Falls. But if like if Wash High dropped the eight seed, I think that game would be a little bit more lopsided, um, just looking at the styles of those two teams. But let's go the, through the matchups here: Beaver Falls one seed versus Western Beaver an eight seed. Um, I think people are going to look at this game and think instant blowout. Do you feel the same or because I'm kind of starting to lean more on the Golden Beavers like they could actually compete in this game. I'm not saying they're going to pull a fast one on Beaver Falls and win, but I think this game could be a little bit closer than people are thinking. Yeah, you know, all games start zero to zero, so I think it'll be close at first. No, I, I, I think Wash High just blows out Western Beaver. I'm sorry. I think Beaver, Beaver Falls? Falls. Did I say Wash High? Yes, you did. That's what I thought I said. I apologize. Um, No, Wash High. No, Beaver Falls... Um, is arguably, no doubt, the best team in this classification. Um, and you could maybe make an argument that they're the second best team in the state. Um, I, and notice I say second because I don't, you know, until someone up in Southern Columbia, I'll say so otherwise. Um, but Beaver, I, I, you know, hey, I saw Wilmington still, also exists. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I feel that strongly about this Beaver Falls team. Um, but. The way Stowe Rocks kicked the crap out of Western Beaver, and let's not forget that this Western Beaver team was, it was a pretty close game today against Carlington, and a game Western Beaver needed to win, you know, if Western Beaver lost, you know, it had been a decision for the committee to make, um, but um, no, I think I think Beaver Falls just rolls, I think Josh Huff is way too much in this game, and I think he has over 200 yards against Western Beaver, as he has most of this season. I think, you know, Beaver Falls has a pretty easy path, I think, you know, if they're able to, you know, do what you say and just take care of business against Western Beaver. And then the next week they have Apollo Ridge and Wash High, and I think the caliber of team with Apollo Ridge and Wash High, there's not that big of a gap between them and a team like Western Beaver right now. Maybe Wash High is better than we think, but that's they haven't proven a lot this season other, other than the Week 7 blowout win against Frazier. Uh, Two seed McGuffey hosting Sarah Catholic at the seven. This was not 
a seeding that I thought was possible because the Rocks, I thought, was going to take that two seed. And McGuffey just turned it up and got into the two seed spot. And uh, Sarah Catholic dropped a little bit farther than we thought as well. But it ends up being the matchup that we thought on the bracket. Um, we thought this would be a 4-5 matchup. It ends up being a 2-7. Uh, what do you think about this one? I, this one seems like it's going to be really close. Uh, this could be like, you know, a... Uh, no, there won't. There probably won't be a spread on this one at all. Is just pick the winner because I think both of these teams are pretty equal. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I really agree. You know, it's 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 hard for me to fathom that Sarah Catholic's a seventh seed, being that they haven't lost a game yet this season. I think this is a really interesting game and contracting styles too. You know, McGuffey with the the Veer triple option, and then, you know, Sarah Catholic, they they like to air the football out. So it would definitely be an interesting matchup, no doubt about it. Yeah, that's a game that we will definitely be covering because it's in our area and it's a huge matchup between two really good teams. Uh, another game like that is going to be Still Rocks at the three seed, hosting Laurel, the, the Laurel Spartans at the six. Uh, Still Rocks has, you know, they've looked human this year. Uh, because of you know academic issues the first week first off and then almost losing uh, I believe to was that shady side uh, er, earlier in the season and they had to walk down the field and win uh, that that that's a game I feel that is going to be very intriguing because um, we've seen Storox struggle this season but we've also seen them you know just destroy people too uh, what are you looking for in that one well, this is an old single-A rivalry. Um, you know, both of these teams were in the same conference in single-A for many years, so now they renew their rivalry. Um, so this that'll, that'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, that, that being said, these teams are familiar with each other. So, I mean, both of these teams were in the same conference last year. Now they're not that they're in... Uh, double A, but you know that I I think that'll play a factor. So I mean I I think I could put uh, Snow Rocks on upset alert alert here. Um, just Laurel knows what they they can you know Laurel knows uh, what Snow Rocks can do and vice versa. Snow Rocks knows what Laurel can do, but I think that's more in the favor for uh, the Laurel Spartans heading I, into this game. And I thought we really had a handle on the McGuffey Snow Rocks debate. Like I thought. Storox was Storox is probably a better team in my opinion than McGuffey is at least right now, um, but that one forfeit from week one is really the biggest blemish on Storox's record. Do you think that might have entered the minds of the committee saying like, man, they had to forfeit to Carlinton, a team that they should have just killed on the field? Um, do you think that might have entered their minds and might have played into why McGuffey got that two seed a little bit? Yeah, you know, I think that was the big thing. You know, they said they were looking at comparison of schedule and all that and strength of schedule and compared losses. Uh, both teams have one loss. Uh, McGuffey's was to Lindsley Academy, who's uh, doing pretty well in the state of West Virginia in the Ohio Valley. Um, and Stowe Rocks lost to a forfeit to Carlington. It's when you would say there's a forfeit between Carlington and Stowe Rocks, 99% of the people would probably say, oh, well, Carlington forfeited Stow Rocks. No, Stow Rocks forfeited to Carlington. So, yeah, no, I think I definitely played a played in the back of the minds of the WPIL playoff committee today. And then the final matchup here at 2A, Apollo Ridge is the four seed hosting Washai the five seed. 
one, were you surprised that Washai made it all the way up to the five seed when there was a question that they might not make it in last week? And then second, um, what are you looking at in this game as far as which team would be the favorite? Because I feel like, you know, Apollo Ridge has looked human again this year uh, in certain matchups. I believe they haven't, they have canceled two games this season. Um, what are you expecting from them um, against a team like Washai? Yeah, this game's really interesting. Um, yeah, I was surprised Wash High bumped up to the all the way to the five seed, um, but they definitely had a statement last night to help their case for sure. Um, and then looking at this matchup, you know, I don't really know what to see from Apollo Ridge. We've seen really two different contrasting teams when we talk about Apollo Ridge. We've seen Apollo Ridge absolutely blow out teams, but, you know, there's also well, really there's three phases. We've seen Apollo Ridge play close games with teams they probably should have crushed, and then we've seen Apollo Ridge that didn't get to play Sarah Catholic and really show where they really stand in this conference. So that also is a thing. Um, I think this will be a really intriguing matchup for sure, as most of these games I also say that about are. But, um, no, I, I really like both these teams are, you know, they like to run the football. You know, Logan Harmon for um, Apollo Ridge is a stud, and Wash High has a few Logan Harmons. Uh, you know, Mike Allen, Amari Miller, Tayshawn Levy. Oh, my gosh, I could keep going and going. They have a bunch. Um, but, yeah, that that's uh, it, it's going to be a lot of rushing yards for both teams uh, next Friday for sure between Wash High and Apollo Ridge. And then looking at the entire uh, bracket here, again, one through eight, uh, Beaver Falls, McGuffey, Sturrox, Apollo Ridge, Wash High, Laurel, Sarah Catholic, Western Beaver. Um, on one side of the bracket, we have Beaver Falls, Apollo Ridge, Wash High, and Western Beaver. On the other side, we got McGuffey, Sturrox, Laurel, and Sarah Catholic. Um, just looking at it as a whole, what is your projection here as far as the matchup we're going to see at the end of it all? Because I have a feeling we're both going to agree on one team in the bracket, and then we're going to be completely different on the other team because it's kind of wide open there on the right side. Yeah, uh, no doubt um, Beaver Falls makes it out um, of the left side of the bracket. Um, I, I don't, I'm not even going to go into that. I just think that's a really easy pick. Um, you know, that's a really tough uh, pick in that right side, though. That's really tough because I see two potential upsets there. Um, but my matchup, my, my team playing Beaver Falls in the Whitfield Championship, I'm going to have to go with Rocks. Um, you know, this team was there last year in Sangaway and didn't pull one off against the very good Clareton team. Um, you know, Clareton, the Clareton team that was just a couple plays away from making it to Hershey and ended up losing, lost to the eventual state champion in Farrell. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to, I just, I just have to go with Rocks. what I've seen from them. They, I think they're. I think this Stowe Rocks team is better than last year's team, and that says something considering they lost Eric Wilson, their starting quarterback. Um, now they have this sophomore quarterback. I can't think of his name right now. I apologize, but this kid might get some national attention by the time it's all said and done. So I'm gonna go Beaver Falls Stowe Rocks. And for me, you know, I, I definitely think Beaver Falls is in the championship. I would go with Storax if Sarah Catholic pulled the upset because I think Storax at home, that's a home field advantage unlike, you know, any other team uh, in 2A. I think, you know, if, if Sarah Catholic walks into Storax in the semifinals, the Vikings are coming out with a win. If, if McGuffey beats Sarah Catholic at the 7 and they got all that momentum, I have a tough time seeing Storax go 
down to Clay's villain, pull out the victory against the tough Highland, Highlanders defense. So you know what? I'm going to stick with my wits here, go a little bit of a, a backyard pride here, and I'm going to say McGuffey pulls one out close against Sour Catholic, and then they pull one out again close against Stow Rocks and Beaver Falls in the championship in North Hills. That's not a bad pick, uh, but in my scenario, I had Sarah Catholic upsetting yeah, the, McGuffey. Yeah, I think that's a pretty clear path because – uh, yeah, Storox is just something else at home. So that that played into it for me. Um but let's move into 4A now. Our you know, our final conference we cover the Big 8. Uh Aliquippa at 1, Thomas Jefferson at 2 after losing to McKeesport last night. Plum at 3, Belvernon at 4, Charities Valley at 5, McKeesport at 6, Mars at 7, Hampton at 8. So the first question I want to ask you is we talked about McKeesport and how they definitely deserve to be the five seed. I think they deserve to be the five seed uh, after everything we've seen because um, you look. At, there's not a whole lot separating McKeesport, Belvern, and TJ, but they go two, four, six, and you know, I, I, the, the explanation might be because Port was technically classified as a wild card, even though they hold a share of the conference title. But that doesn't explain why Port is a 60 over a team like Mars. So what do you think played into McKeesport being audited kind of right, or, you know, posted right there in the middle between 5 and 7 um, between two teams that they're probably better than if we're going based on recent results? Oh, I think it's really plain and simple when you think about it. The committee wanted Thomas Jefferson and Bell Vernon on opposite side of the brackets. And if Bell Vernon's the three and Thomas Jefferson's the two. That can't happen. So, you know, I, that's 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 ultimately what it came down to. Um, and I think that's wrong, but that's what it came down to. That 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 right there. Um, and yeah, I think McKeesport's better than Chartiers Valley. Um, of course, McKeesport can't play Bell Vernon in the first round, but. You could make Bell Vernon the five, or the, excuse me, Bell Vernon the three, Char Valley the six, and then Plum the four, yeah. McKeesport the five. Yeah, I, I, that, that, that's what it was. They just they want TJ and Bell Vernon in opposite brackets. Is and we're going to talk about this later. If if you have that as the final, um, again, let's let's go through matchup by matchup. Though Aliquippa is hosting Hampton, I think we can both agree that Aliquippa Al should get through this one pretty easily do you agree yeah hampton is the talbot which i don't know if you know this the talbot is a japanese fighting dog um yeah they're going to be running out of the pit with their tails between their legs on friday night that was a great um colloquialism (laughs) thank you um and then a two seed versus seven thomas jefferson against mars now uh thomas jefferson coming off a tough loss to mckeesport but mars has the second leading rusher in the whitfield and teddy ruffner um do you see mars keeping this one close to thomas jefferson i don't know much about mars's defense but i have a feeling thomas jefferson just comes out with a vengeance against the fighting planets and it's over quickly yeah, I feel bad for Teddy Ruffner because he's going to have a long night, and that's a, that's sad because he's one of the best running backs we've seen on the WPIL the last two seasons. Um, and, you know, if you remember right, he was second or third behind Ben Jackson last year. You know, Ruffner had over 2,000 yards rushing last year. Um, so, you know, it's just going to be a rough night because Thomas Jefferson is going to p- come out and play with an extreme vengeance led by uh, head coach Bill Chirpek Friday. 
And then the three versus the six seed, and this might be, well, the second most intriguing game out of 4A, I think. Um, McKeesport visiting Plum. Uh, this is a game that I have a feeling everyone's going to be picking McKeesport after that win against Thomas Jefferson, and that might not be good for McKeesport if they're going to be so heavily favored against a Plum team that is undefeated um, but hasn't played a lot of you know healthy competition. against. They, they rolled through the Greater Allegheny Conference, but... The Grady, or the Greater Allegheny Conference is probably not as strong as we'd like them to be, uh, aka how we thought of how we thought Hampton would do against Aliquippa. Uh, what are you looking at in this game? Do you think Plum is going to be able to stop get through that tough McKeesport defense, or do you think McKeesport is just going to be unable to score against Plum's defense? It is going to be low scoring either way, so. Yeah, I agree it'll be low scoring. You know, I, I don't know much about Plum. I know they had their first undefeated season since 1976. Congratulations to the Plum Mustangs. You know, this was a very bad 5A school, if I'm going to be quite honest. Um, and then they dropped down to 4A in their first year in 4A. They're, you know, undefeated season, you know. Um, but McKeesport, I just I just don't know how you don't pick the Tigers. Um <laughs> you know, we, we cover them, so I'm, I'm kind of biased to them as well. They just beat Thomas Jefferson. That certainly helps. Um, but this will be low scoring, and it depends what McKeesport team we see. Do we see the McKeesport team that played Trinity and they barely walked out of Hiller Stadium with a win? Or do we see the McKeesport team that just went to West Jefferson Hills last night and upended the defending state champs? That's what it's really going to come down to. And then our final matchup here in 4A, Bell Vernon at the 4 seed, hosting Chargers Valley as the 5 seed. Um, I feel very strongly about Bell Vernon in this game. I think the team we saw against TJ, it's a different team than the team we saw against TJ. They've really stepped up, and I think they proved it in that game against Trinity. You know, Trinity was riding into that game with a ton of momentum, and then Bell Vernon just shut the door on them. They got a bye week. They've they basically had to prepare for two teams because they knew it was either going to be Mars or Chargers Valley. So I I really like the Leopards in this one. Um, I don't know exactly know how good Chargers Valley is, but I know they got completely destroyed by Aliquippa. And I have a feeling that the gap between Aliquippa and Bell Vernon is less than the gap between Aliquippa and Char Valley. Yeah, I think the thing for this game that comes for me, or that it comes down to for me, uh, Bell Vernon's been here before. Char Valley has not. Char Valley's the same as Plum, um, a school that had not a lot of success in 5A. First year down in 4A, they're a playoff team. So I think that's what it comes down to. Bell Vernon's been there before. Obviously, this team was in a WPI championship game at Heinz Field last year. Um, and Char Valley hasn't been here much. So I think that's what it comes down to is the playoff experience for the Leopards. And then on one side of the bracket, you got Aliquippa, Bell Vernon, Char Valley, and Hampton. And on the other side, you got TJ Plum, McKeesport, and Mars. I think it's, I think it's pretty even as far as the distribution between one side and the other. Like there's, there's still definitely a question of which two teams are going to come out on top. Uh, but for me, it's you, something has to prove me wrong to not go with Thomas Jefferson and Bell Vernon in the championship. So that's who I'm going to go with, the Jags and the Leopards rematch at North Allegheny. Yeah, I totally disagree. I'm going Hampton and Plum in the championship. I hope so. 
No, I am totally kidding. Um, <laughs> the no. Greater Allegheny Conference is that much better than every other conference, <laughs> no, I guess. No, no, uh, no. This isn't the Eastern Conference of Single A. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> all jokes aside, no, I agree. It's hard for me. The reason I'm picking the two teams I am, I'm picking Aliquippa and Thomas Jefferson. The reason I am, it's so hard for me not to pick those two schools this time of year. I mean, just, I mean, you just look the last, since the century started, the start of the millennium, these two teams home away from Holmes Heinz Field, the WPI championship. Now their championship isn't going to be in Heinz Field, but you get what I'm saying. I just think it's too hard. It's too hard for me to pick someone other than um, TJ and um, Aliquippa. But don't get me wrong. I, I think McKeesport and Bell Vernon will let it be known that you know they're not going to just uh, just fold over and let Aliquippa and TJ walk on them. I mean, I, I think they'll have a say in it for sure. But I, I'm going Aliquippa and TJ at least for right now. And then because of the limited amount of games and the number of reporters that we have, we will be extending our coverage to some 3A schools in the interstate. Um, So we'll be covering teams like Elizabeth Forward, South Park, and Mount Pleasant. And we're just going to take a little bit of a dip now into 3A and talk about some of those teams. Central Valley is a one seed, North Catholic a two, Elizabeth Forward a three, Keystone Oaks a four, South Park five, six Freeport seven, Mount Pleasant, and eight East Allegheny. Um, the two games we'll be covering this week is going to be Elizabeth Forward, Freeport, and Keystone Oaks, South Park, which is the three and six and four and five seeds. Elizabeth Forward, Freeport. Now, Elizabeth Forward has been untouchable basically all year, and Freeport is a team that has played less than half of its games. Uh, do you think that this is basically an automatic win here for Elizabeth? Yeah, I do. Um, and Elizabeth Ford has something that Freeport does not. That's Bowling Green verbal commit Chase Watton, defending all state uh, defensive end. You know, last year, um, I think that's just a big key as well in this game. And um, yeah, I, I think I think Elizabeth Ford is very underrated as a three seed, and uh, I, I like I like the Warriors for sure in that game. And you look at the teams Freeport has beat this year, Deer Lakes, uh, Derry, and Burl. And that's not a very strong win record. Their losses against Apollo Ridge and against North Catholic, two playoff teams, one of which is in 2A. Um, yeah, I think this is a pretty easy win for the Elizabeth Ford. They're the Warriors, right? Yes. Yeah, I got one. All right. <laughs> And then our other game that we're covering here, Trayvon Epps will be at this one. Keystone Oaks at home hosting South Park. And this is another battle of the birds, the Keystone Oaks Golden Eagles against the South Park Eagles. So two Eagles teams facing off. Um, South Park had an amazing win this week. They beat Mount Pleasant to get them in the playoffs in general, uh, and not only just in the playoffs, but up to a five seed. Uh, Do you think Keystone Oaks rolls in this one, or do you think South Park has a chance to maybe pull the upset here on the road? No, I really think this is a really close game uh, between both Eagles. Um, I I like this matchup. Uh, Keystone Oaks, you know, they historically like to throw the ball a lot. South Park does too. Um, And they both have really decent running games as well. So I think these two teams are really equal, to be honest. 
yeah, it'll be a fun game. Um, I'm sure that it'll go right down to the wire. So that'll be exciting for both of those teams. And uh, let's pick our let's pick our um, championship here in 3A. For me, Central Valley, no one stop, no one stop in Central Valley. I mean, whoever wins Keystone Oaks or South Park, they're gonna get destroyed by Central Valley. North Catholic. Elizabeth Ford might come close to touching them, but I think North Catholic wins that game too. So um, I got those two teams in the final. Yeah, I agree. Central Valley um, is the best team in the whole state of Pennsylvania, 3A. Um, North Catholic is a close second, but um, yeah, I'm going with those two schools and I'm going to pick Central Valley in that game. And then... Our, we got two more conferences left. We can just pick who we think is going to be in the finals. But going 1 through 8 and 5A, Pine Richland at 1, Gateway at 2, Peters Township at 3, Penn Trafford at 4, USC, Upper St. Clair at 5, Woodland Hills at 6, 7 is Penn Hills, 8 South Fit. And you know what? We put these playoff projections out you know, every week for the past four weeks, and 5A was the only one we got exactly right. So I'm proud of myself for... Uh, being able to prognosticate these the, these playoff projections enough that I got at least one of them right. Uh, but you act like you, I didn't help you. What was that? I said you act like I didn't help you. I mean, you did. You did. You did. I, I'll, I'll give credit, Jeremiah. You get credit, half credit. <laughs> credit to Jeremiah for helping me through the playoff projections. But anyway, um, who do you think comes out on top in 5A as far as what the matchup will be uh, when these teams match up in North Allegheny? Yeah, I think this will be a monumental matchup and a lot of good Division One athletes in this game. I think it will be Pine Richland. I think it will be Gateway. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see. And, um, you know, another big thing heading into this game, Derek Davis, um, of course, the... Um, the gateway safety is looking to commit to college of his choosing on November 7th. So the week prior to the WPL championship, we'll get to know where Derek Davis Jr. is going. So that'll be an interesting thing to see as well in that game. He is obviously one of the best players in the state of Pennsylvania um, and one of the best players in the country. ESPN and a lot of other places have him in their top 100. So, um, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see Derek Davis. Man, it's taking me a lot to not pick Peters Township in the final against Pine Richland because, yeah, I just have this odd feeling about Peters Township that they're going to crank it to another level in the playoffs. But I will agree with you, at least for now, I think Gateway and Pine Richland meet at North Allegheny at the end of the day on November 14th. Uh, and then we'll jump into 6A a little bit for only four teams because it's only one conference North Allegheny, Mount Lebanon, Lebanon. Not Lebanon. Uh, Central Catholic at three in Seneca Valley at four. Uh, what is your final two here? There's only four teams to pick from, so it should be pretty easy. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go North Allegheny, and um, I'm going to pick Central Catholic. I think they, they avenge a loss to Mount Lebanon um, earlier in the season, um, just a couple weeks ago, actually, at Graham Field in McKeesport, or not McKeesport, Wilkinsburg, rather. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go with that. I, I'm going to go with uh, North A and Central Catholic. I'm going to completely agree with you. I think it's really hard to beat a team twice, and it's even harder if that team are the Central Catholic Vikings. So I think, yeah, North Allegheny Central Catholic in the final for this one for me. Um, 
that'll just about wrap up this podcast. Um, if you like the stuff we do, I encourage you to go check us out on any social media page. We are also on just about any place you find podcasts as well. So if you prefer a, no- a different place to listen to us, um, go check us out on those pages and subscribe and leave a comment and all that fun stuff. Um, you can hit us up all- on any of our social media sites or at backyardpafootball at gmail.com. Go check out PA Football News for all of your PA, PA high school football content. Again, stuff from out of the whip, you'll even if that's something you're interested in, some articles, some more podcasts, stuff like that. Uh, it's a great place to check out. And then you can check out some of our merch on Teespring. Support us on Patreon as well um, if you like what we do. But aside from that, this has been the Backyard PA Football Podcast. The next time you'll be hearing from us, we'll be previewing all of the games here all the playoff games in the area. That's 1A, 2A, 3A, and 4A. Um, and that'll be exciting for sure. So I'm Nathan Grella. I'm Jeremiah Miller. And we will see you guys then. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Backyard PA Football Podcast with Nathan Grella and Jeremiah Miller. Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or through email. Support us on Patreon. Check out some merch on Teespring. Thank you for listening. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.